My name is JP Pinar. Welcome to the What Happened podcast, where I interview people to find out what they wanted to be when they were younger and then what happened after that. What career path did they go down and how are things currently going for them in their current job? Today, our guest is Andy Knoop. Hope you enjoy the interview. Okay, so um, yeah, welcome back to the podcast. My name is JP Pinar. Um, my guest today is Andy Knoop. Am I saying it right? Yes, you are. Andy Knoop. Um, Andy, I think the best place to start is just to tell us uh, where you are at at the moment. Um, you've just moved to the UK, um, starting a new job. So, yeah, if you can just give us some background there. Cool. So, um, I'm actually heading up the shopper marketing for the portfolio for Diageo. So, they are a liquor um, distributor and producer. Um, and they own brands such as Johnny Walker, Ciroc, Smirnoff. So very exciting. Two weeks in. Yeah. Um, and how's it going so far? You've, you've been there and, you, and you're back now. But, I mean, you're going back. Yeah. But how, what is the first two weeks like? No, really good. Um, it's, it's a different experience because uh, there, there are leaps and bounds ahead of us in terms of um, employee development and training and having access to... Um, to all kinds of courses that I've always wanted to do where previously here yeah, we don't really have a lot of companies that think that way. So it's been really exciting and it's been amazing to get to learn yeah. from them. Um, and the people there from so far that you can tell, um, everyone's pretty, pretty friendly, pretty... Yeah, yeah. really good. Um, they're all amazing. Uh, I just... They, they hire, they, they don't, it's really difficult to get into that company. So I'm feeling like the imposter because everyone's really intelligent and really honest and it's a whole new country and yeah. market for me. So it's, it's been difficult, but it's been really cool and everyone's really helpful as well. So it's been great. Okay. And what is your, um, what is your job title? Shopper marketing manager for the portfolio. Okay. Um, so, if we can just go into some of the specifics of your of your job, so just some detail on what you mm-hmm. handle, what you take care of, okay, or like what a day to day is like. Uh, okay, so I landed up in shopper marketing because I was the global brand manager for KWV. So shopper marketing is effectively um, the piece of of your brand plan or of the total scope of how you want to get hold of your customer but the piece that actually sits with point of purchase so if you look at um, if somebody's walking through a bottle store or they're in a bar or they're online trying to buy a bottle or a drink um, what is it that you're going to be doing to stand out and ensure that you beats out your competitor set and also looking at um, the different behaviors and the psychology that goes into those consumer decisions. So it's, it's very interesting um, if you're interested in consumer psychology. Okay. Uh, well, just an example of like, something that you've implemented maybe recently. So uh, nothing that I've implemented with them just yet. I've got um, a project that I'm launching, but I can't talk about what it is because yeah. <laughs> it hasn't launched. Yeah. I, a, a really good example would be um, I launched Jack Daniels Fire into the South African market about four five years ago. And the shopper marketing piece of that launch was um, how we 
put the brand into uh, consumers' hands in terms of getting the messaging across that it was a fun young brand and everything spoke to fire, mm-hmm. which was really exciting. So we had, in we call it the on trade, which is um, bars and clubs and pubs anywhere that you're actually buying and drinking on the spot. So we got. Uh, vintage fire trucks to drive up and down Bree Street on first Thursday we had promoters running into bars and then in the the off trade which is bottle stores we had um, fire hydrant shaped stands so it's it's thinking of all of that designing that and trying to understand if that will appeal to the consumer that you're trying to speak to so it sounds it sounds quite simple but there's a lot that goes into deciding which tools you're going to invest in and which activities you want to yeah put forward. So what is Jack Daniels Fire? It's a it's just a it's a version of Jack Daniels that's cinnamon flavored and it's it was made to be a shooter um, to okay. kind of target younger consumers who are you yeah. know in that fun yeah. life phase and bring them into the brand. Did it do well? Was it still still going? It did really well in its first year, um, but it's I don't know how it's doing at the moment. Obviously that category as a whole is struggling. Flavored shooters aren't trending yeah. anymore so uh, I'm not working on the brand anymore so I can't say but yeah. okay. the launch did very well yeah. <laughs> um, so in your what do you like about your, your current job so maybe I mean you're quite new where you are now it can be your previous job what do you what do you enjoy so consumer psychology really interests me I actually something that I've wanted to study for a while now has been psychology uh, it really so being able to look at that from through this lens um, in my career has been quite nice um, it's opened up a whole new way of thinking for me and and being able to analyze the decision making process it's something that so many companies everything you buy is is based on on you know what you're thinking at that time and so many companies are trying to distill that into um, you know figuring out how they can better interact with their customers but it's it's a there's so much information out there and it's really really interesting so that's I yeah. think what I love the most what is the best sort of campaign you've, you've ever seen or like idea or something that somebody's pulled off really well that you've seen as like an example of like wow that that was clever Oh goodness, and I actually get asked this so often, but there's so many out there, and then whenever I think of them, I, I can't... like your favorite one? If you, I mean, you can choose to not answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so, I mean, there have been lots. I always used to love the original Nando's ads. I think those are amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. having that sense of humor and being so on point with that was great. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else. I'll okay. circle back to that if, I, okay. if it pops yeah pops up um, and then yeah the opposite of that what do you what do you not like about your job what is maybe mm. um, there actually isn't anything that I don't like yeah. Um, yeah I lots of admin I think lots of there's lots of you know managing the budgets tracking all of that at the end of every month yeah um, that's obviously not always great for me especially because I enjoy the psychology and the creative pieces yeah. so the the financial side is a little bit tedious and boring yeah. I would guess okay um, so yeah when you when you were younger um, what did you want to be when you grew up so maybe when you were like seven eight <laughs> Well, when I was seven or eight, my career aspirations were definitely not career orientated. But I, I actually wanted to be—I wanted to study medicine, and I wanted to be an anaesthetist at one stage. 
Um, and then I realized, I looked at the textbooks and I spoke to a couple of med students and I realized that I always thought if I was an anesthetist, I wouldn't need to necessarily operate on people. But obviously you have to study general medicine first and I'm, I couldn't, yeah. I can't hurt people. And also now having a look back, I think I'm too extroverted to have been a doctor. Yeah. Um, so then I wanted to go into events, so I swung onto the opposite spectrum and studied marketing so that I could actually be in events. I met one of my friend's moms. Uh, mom was in events and um, I met her and she was just this really cool businesswoman who was on it and she used to organize gladiators. Um, remember oh, wow. that TV program? That yes. Reason, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I met her and um, I just, I wanted to be just like her. So I wanted to study marketing to go into events and then, okay. Yeah, started my own events company in Varsity to yeah. get into it. If we go back to the anaesthetist part, so why that particular part of medicine? Um, <laughs> because I liked the idea of being a doctor, but I didn't want to actually cut people open and do the whole operating thing. Okay. And also I figured then at least if they didn't make it, I wouldn't be the one who would have to tell the families. I just, I'm too, yeah. I'm too sensitive for that. Okay. <laughs> That was the thinking. So was there, so then your switch from that to what you eventually studied, was that um, all on your own accord? It was a conscious decision by yourself or was um, it sort of other people direct you or was the decision not made by you or were you completely in, the, in control of that decision? Yes, much to my father's dismay. Um, yeah. I actually went on a hockey tour to Argentina. So we stayed with host families and yeah. the one brother was studying medicine. So he yeah. showed me his textbooks and he, cause he said, oh, you know, I see you want to study medicine cause obviously you fill in the form beforehand for the family. So tell them all about yourself. And so I sat with him and I looked through his textbooks and he was telling me all about it. And that was when I realized that, so my parents were very proud. They were bragging to everyone about me off in Argentina playing hockey and I came home and I announced that I was no longer going to be studying medicine. I was going to do something else. I didn't at the time know marketing, um, and they yeah they were absolutely distraught. But is that how you presented it? You basically saw it as I'm not studying medicine. I'm doing something else. I don't know yes. what it is yet. Yeah. Okay. So I just said that business. That could have gone down not well. Yeah. Yeah. My dad yelled and said, um, "Well, if you think you're going to go and study stargazing, then I'm not going to be paying for that degree." So I said to him, "That's fine. I'll study business. Something to do with business. I'll make a plan." Okay. And um, yeah, and then met my friend's mom and went into marketing. So do you think because you obviously there was like this very strong role model, your friend's mom, she was just really doing well. So do you think that was sort of like the, that was, that sounds like that was like the guiding sort of mechanism to get you to there? Do you, so do you want the honest answer or do you want the, the, the harsh the honest, truth? Honest. So I looked at her, she, I mean, she was this amazing career woman but also she was attending all the coolest events around the country and I thought <laughs> that's what I want to do so and her daughter like we had access to all the big concert events everything thanks to her yeah. career and I thought well that's cool I can go to all the events and then when I have kids one day I can give them all these cool uh, yeah. bonuses as well so that was it okay, <laughs> okay that's yeah pretty honest yeah. And then you, you started an events company. Um, what was the name of that company? What? So it was called Brand Models, um, Events and Promotions. 
And yeah, it, I started that um, sort of by accident, I think. So I knew um, the girl who was making the promoter dresses for Puerto Rico, which is a massive liquor company. And she asked me to get some of my friends and do the promos in her dresses so that she could build her portfolio because the photos she was getting back she wasn't happy with from the promotion. So she put me in touch with their events um, manager. And um, I started doing the promos and I got along really well with the events manager and she really liked the way I worked. So when I finished, uh, I took on more and more work. And then when I finished Varsity, she said to me, look, if you want to turn this into a fully fledged business, I'll give you more and more of an account um, as you're ready. So I did that and I ran it for two years. Um, I came up with some concepts for some of the brand events, did, um, yeah, did some really cool events and obviously provided um, became the national supplier for all of their promoters, which was very interesting, very, very interesting time in my life. But I realized that being in events and promotions, you were working when everyone else, so weekends are your busiest work days. Um, yeah. And so, and it just, it wasn't, it wasn't mentally challenging. I really liked the creative side. When I started working with the brand managers, trying to create um, event platforms for the brands that were brand specific and really spoke to specific consumers and, and tried to sort of get the message across on, on what the brand wanted to be. I really enjoyed that. So that was then how I started to realize, actually I wanted to be on the marketing side with brands. Yeah. And so the rest is history. Okay. What did you study exactly? Uh, Become marketing. Okay. Yeah. So you definitely, do you feel like you studied the right thing? Yes, definitely. Okay. Although I can't think of anything that I use on a daily basis that I learned in my degree, so yeah. it's frustrating, but um, a lot of my roles I wouldn't be able to get if I didn't have a degree, so especially yeah. um, as you go higher, you, you need your degree to be able to, to get yeah. certain roles, so it's definitely worth it. Okay. Do you feel like, so, I mean, there's already quite a lot that you've done. Um, do you feel like there's anything else that you sort of want to try um, in, a, in a different field or um, sort of like stones left unturned? Maybe you have like another interest that you, or do you already sort of like do other things on the side um, that's not really related to your job? So I don't do anything on the side that's not related to my job because I'm one of those lucky, annoying people who really genuinely loves what she does. But I, um, I'm actually going to study a little bit of a piece of psychology through um, Diageo. They've allowed me to look at one or two courses on that. So it's going to be led with consumer psychology um, behind it. But I'm doing that to investigate just how much I like the psychology piece because I would like to actually study standard psychology as well and, and, and look at that for as like a future thing to have on the side. Um, yeah, and... Definitely the digital space is something that's come up in the last couple of years. Obviously, when we were studying, that really wasn't much of a thing. Yeah. But it's so interesting for me. We had Google present us uh, two weeks ago, and just the scope of, of things that are being done in the digital realm that we don't, we don't even see or know about. And there's, there's so much happening there in terms of digital marketing as well. So that's another um, area I want to investigate and, and look at. So yeah. I'm going to be doing that this year. And then I will let you know <laughs> if yeah. there's something that pops up that I'm more interested in. Is there, do you feel like, um, I think since maybe you studied, there's obviously been a lot of progress in different areas um, in terms of digital marketing. Mm. So do you feel like there's, there's like a whole world out there of 
of things that have progressed since you studied that you want to like get into um, or do you feel like sort of over time you have encountered it and sort of um, got it going sort of like as you go or so a lot of it has been learning that I've encountered as I've gone I've been very lucky uh, being able to interact with the people and companies that I have. So I've learned a lot along the way. I actually, four years ago, I did a, a, an additional digital like, add-on to my degree so that I, I can, I've got a digital marketing degree as well. And I, having just had a look at the way technology is progressing, it's, it's really interesting for me because I, I wouldn't even know where to start, but in terms of things like if you have a look at artificial intelligence and the, the way the world is moving, virtual reality, yes, we're using some of the virtual reality aspects to bring brands and experiences to life, but if you start to think that in a few years' time, you know, we might be shopping in virtual reality, we might be um, meeting friends for drinks in virtual reality because instead of just having a Skype chat, you can actually say, you know, meet me on this beach, wherever, and we put on our VR goggles and we go and sit next to each other and drink a pina colada, for all we know. Yeah. Um, it, it's really interesting just to think where the world is, is going and, and what that means for my industry in the future. So that's something that I really want to try and investigate more um, and, and just be at the forefront of what's happening there because it, it also makes my job even more exciting because you're not yeah. doing the same the same thing that everyone else is doing if you start moving in that direction. Yeah, okay. Um, so you mentioned early on that um, when you sort of went in this direction, maybe your folks weren't that excited. <laughs> um, maybe it had to do with the way that you sort of sold them or, you or like presented it initially. Um, to follow up on that, so where, where do you think they are now? So. Um, you know, they're obviously aware that you're moving to the UK and you've got this great new role. Um, have they sort of come around to the fact or they're still in the fence or they or do not know if they're not really sort of indicated? <laughs> no, so they, I mean, they're proud now. Um, I think when I started working for KWV, obviously they are still in Middleburg, so yeah. Carvia Fear is quite a big thing there. So <laughs> yeah, that course. was the first time they were properly proud of me because they actually understood what I was doing yeah, <laughs> for the first time. Um, and then obviously with um, me being offered the role that I was in the UK, they now have an understanding and and, and over the years, you know, chatting to them and, and being able to sort of sit with my dad and explain to him what I do, it, it's really nice. I can see now that he um, he's happy and for me and he knows that I love what I do, which is amazing. I'm in a, in a very rare position where I get to be creative as well as, as run a, a full business on, on that side. So I, I've got the best of both worlds and yeah. he's happy for me for that. Okay. Um. Do you, what do you, what are your plans um, long term or what do you want to eventually do in terms of, um, I think you mentioned once that you want to get to a stage where you're maybe not working all the time. Um, so many years down the road, sort of what's the, what's the plan? You want to, obviously you'll, you know, move to a more senior role and then, um, what's my question? My question is, um, are you trying to get to a stage where you're sort of not working all the time? Um, or what's the long-term kind of a goal? So ideally I would love to consult. I think working with smaller businesses and smaller brands is so interesting and it's, it's, 
amazing to be able to help someone grow something that they their vision or you know if, if they want to create a brand or a business and and being able to help them with that is is really rewarding for me and it, it forces you to have constant fresh thinking and and new perspectives because you're not working on the same brands or within the same business the whole time so ideally that would be my my long-term goal is to one day just sort of consult um, and then work to my own hours but in terms of my career at the moment the innovation side for me is is a, is amazing um, at KWV I was lucky enough to be allowed to come up with concepts for brands so if you see a gap in the market or there's something you see a trend coming to be able to create a brand to fill that need and to start from scratch making a brand is something that's so amazing for me because you get to think about what the brand everything from what it's going to look like to how you know how it's going to make customers feel or yeah. what it's it's ethos is going to be <laughs> and that's that's amazing for me so i'd love to i'd love to do more of that um in the long term i think with diageo I, I could do that but i need to first i also just want to learn a few other areas of the business yeah. that i haven't really been as exposed to yet because yeah. i'm new to uk and to such a massive business i mean diageo is yeah. is entirely different to KWV or anything I've ever experienced here, so yeah. that's I've got to work through that first. Do you think you'll ever get to a stage where you maybe not not having to work uh, full um, eight to ten hour days? So maybe your role is pretty established and you are consulting, and and maybe you you know a typical day is maybe only five hours or six hours. Oh, is definitely. That sort of like the dream yeah. or the yes the <laughs> long term goal. Definitely. Um, yeah. And already the way they work with work hours in the UK is entirely different to here, which was something that was really attractive for me is that they, they're happy for you to work from anywhere in the world. Um, everything can be done online. So as long as you're connected, it's fine. And um, so they've already got flexible working hours. And then ideally I would want to, you know, if I was consulting, I would run my time so that I work when I want to and not yeah. when I have to. And definitely not have to work you yeah. know nine to five five days a week um so that's the plan <laughs> yeah because i think um in some ways that's sort of part of maybe my definition of success once people get to a certain level in their career it's sort of they have more control over the hours that they work and when they yeah that's that's quite it yeah um okay uh final two questions um if you could visit your younger self maybe like eight or ten years old but only for two minutes um, what would you what would you tell yourself? It can be sort of like career advice or, or maybe not career advice. Um, mm. Would you listen to yourself? Uh, <laughs> firstly, <laughs> knowing me and how stubborn I am, I would probably spend the entire younger me would spend the entire two minutes trying to get older me to convince me that it was actually me. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then the time's up. <laughs> then time's it's up. Me. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, I think I would tell younger me to have more faith in myself and to be more confident. I've seen that anyone can do anything that they want if they just really genuinely put their minds to it. And I think my biggest problem when I was younger was that I just didn't have enough confidence to decide what I wanted to do and just go with that direction. So I think if I could have learned that a lot earlier, my life would have been far easier. But yeah, in the same breath, a lot of the things that you have 
being challenged with are the things that have actually led you to where you are today. So yeah. it's not the end of the world. Okay. Um, there seems to be sort of everyone that I've um, interviewed, well, the majority of people that I've interviewed, they, um, they wanted to do something when they were younger and um, they end up doing something completely different. So I think it's it's in the majority where people are not really doing what um, what they wanted to do. Um, why do you think that people don't do what they want to do? I think a lot of it has to do with pressure from society and financial security. So you people are too concerned that if they stop doing what they're currently doing, they you know or they do what they really want to do, it might not make enough money for them or. And I think there is always a way to, if, you, if you're doing what you love, you will find a way to make it work. But I think society makes us so scared and, and also we, in this world where you constantly need to be able to sort of show your success in a, in a monetary sense. So people also don't really want to put in the, you know, if you're going to start your own business or you're going to entirely change career paths you are going to have to start at the bottom again you're going to have to put in sort of five years of hard slog and not be earning lots of money and I think the fear of that is what prevents people from changing yeah they get too far along a certain path and it just feels too daunting to go back to the start start from scratch yeah and it's so silly because it would be so worth it to just start again from scratch, even though you would battle, if you look at the long-term game, five years of suffering and then in 10 years' time to be in a space where you absolutely love your life yeah. versus in 10 years' time to still be feeling mediocre about your life. Sure, yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense to me that people would stay, but they do. I had a friend who made a complete switch sort of in their late 30s, um, and the way that they justified it was that their working career, if you start like when you're in your 20s and you retire at 65, sort of the halfway mark is probably only in your 40s. Mm -hmm. So I think we, if you look at it in terms of like how long your career is, um, you know, even if you make a change in your 30s or so, you're still sort of in the first half. Mm -hmm. So I don't say there is time, but there, you know, there's maybe a little bit more time than you think to like actually make a, a complete change. Yeah. If you need to. And I think people don't, um, they don't get exposed to the fact that if you just, if you research properly, you, there are ways to use the experience that you've already gained to try and get to wherever you want to be. So that, yeah. you know, you don't always necessarily have to start from scratch, but I have a friend as well. She's just literally quit her job and she's going traveling for two months and she's going to come back and decide what she wants to do. She doesn't know. She yeah. just decided she doesn't like what she's doing and so she's going to change. You should interview her. <laughs> <laughs> I've made when it she's back. Yeah, ask her. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's everything for today. Thank you very much for your time. Um, and yeah, all the, all the best from the UK. My pleasure. Yeah. Thank, thank you. It's all been right. fun. Right. I'll send you postcards. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thanks a lot. Cheers. <laughs>